We go once again with the uh, the Cardiff City phone-in, um, and we've got a, a glamorous uh, assortment of top-notch uh, fashion models for you this evening. Uh, Peter Bradbury, thank you once again for uh, being on the show. Looking forward to what you have to say. And also James Williams. Uh, thanks, thanks, James, for coming back on the show tonight. Looks like a sharp hairdo you've had there. Made a special <laughs> effort for the show, which is always, always nice to see. I tell you what, James, um, I've, no, I've got to go to Pete. I've got to go to Pete. I'm going to go to Pete Bradbury, yeah? Um, so Peter Bradbury, uh, last time uh, well, we spoke, I think it was a while back, you've been busy with kind of other matters, but you've made your uh, feelings known about uh, how things are operated at the Cardiff City Football Club and things you wanted to change. And I suppose, firstly, what one of your wishes came true, did it, Pete, on the weekend with uh, Mr McCarthy moving on? Yeah, I mean, I, I never hid away from the fact I didn't think he was the right man for the job in the first place. I did this show straight after his appointment, and I did this show straight after he, gave, he was given a contract. And I said they were it was mistakes both, on both occasions. Um, I, I, I just never thought he was a good fit at this football club. Um, I also I also have to say it's time for Tan to have a look at. Chu and Dalman now. It really is. I mean, these are two people who have consistently, consistently been involved in the appointments of managers of the football club and have consistently got it wrong. Yeah. And it, it's just my opinion that there's so much wrong off the field that um, the manager, the change of manager is almost academic, actually, because until they get a director of football in place, until they get a full-time chief executive day-to-day -day running the football club properly. And mm. until they sort out some of the systemic problems at the club, we're going to be in this position time and time again. And the issue for me, Steve, is this. You can put it down into one simple question, really. Um, well, two simple questions. Why are Brentford where they are? And why are we where we are? And it's because off the field, in terms of recruitment, they have got it right. And if you have a and if you have a look at the whole club, and I'm, I'm not going to have a long rant because I think people are going to come in and I've got lots of medium-sized rants, Pete. Medium. Well, I, I think so. I think it's important to say we've got every indicator of a badly run club. We are in court on three court cases. We have got um, serious debt. All right, it's to one owner, to one person, but still we are subsidised and and and. Uh, and are literally at the behest of Vincent Tan. We have an academy which is which is embroiled in a bullying scandal. We've gone through um, we've gone through um, three or four first team managers since we got relegated two seasons ago. We've got no recruitment strategy, and we've got no long term plan in place as a football club. All of which is fact and has been admitted by the by by the people in the, in the hierarchy of the football club. And when you look at that, and you've got your chairman saying whoever takes his job is not going to have any money to spend in January and no money to spend in the summer, you think to yourself, this is a crisis, a, a crisis club, and it needs needs to make get this appointment right because people keep saying if we go down to League One, that could be the that could be the start of a new dawn. It could mm. also, we and I are old enough to remember the last time the club fell out of the second tier into League One and how long it took for this club to get back through the, from the dungeon of League Two with, uh, to League One back to the Championship. 
we we are on the uh, we are on the, the the prefaces of a really big 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 moment here as of in the history of this football club, and they've got to get it right. And I have no confidence that this board are capable of getting it right, given their track record in recent years. All right, thanks, thanks, Peter. Um, just to, just to say to Jeremy, um, thank you, Jeremy. Hope I've got enough in the meters to keep the show going tonight. Yeah, I think I'm all right now. I think I'm back on track. <laughs> Um, sorry, but I'm re- I am sorry about that last. It was totally out of my hands. I do apologise. We lost lost uh, the show. Uh, James, um, what's your uh, take on uh, developments at the club, and how do you f- how how confident do you feel moving forward that there's any chance of us um, pulling someone out, out of the fire, maybe po- appointing someone to get the fans back on track and moving in the right direction? I'm very strongly toward what Peter's saying. To be honest, I mean. It's very deep rooted, and it has been. Whatever anyone wants to say, it has been for a long time. I mean, even speaking to someone earlier, I mean, you look at the last three seasons. We've come down. Warnock's had since till what is it November? I think done poorly. New one comes in, paints over the cracks. Same thing happens again the next season, and for the third year in a row, and that's happened again. It's just an absolute nightmare, and it is deep rooted. So I'm not going to list everything that Peter said already because it is, there's so much going on. It is a crisis. It is a crisis because we don't want to go back there. We haven't been there since 2003. We were promoted. I think it was. That's what 18 years now. And we haven't been anywhere near it. And there's anyone who's delusional to think that we're going to be anywhere. We've got a chance of going straight back if we do go down. Come next year, it's, it's delusional because there's clubs bigger than us that have gone down and struggled more than others. So that could happen again. But it is a crisis. It was time for him to go. It was time for him to go probably before the last international break because there have been managers who have been sacked for a lot less than losing eight games on, in a row, which is it's ridiculous, really. So, I mean, but again, I'm with Peter. I don't really have... There's not loads of confidence to have in the board. I mean... I don't know. Like if, if we're saying that a manager can come in, won't have brilliant money to spend on wages and players, then are we going to have the money to spend on a good manager is the problem. There's names flying about, but even like a manager like Chris Wilder, his last, well, he left a team in the Premier League. He still was in the Premier League. Are we going to even afford someone like that? I, I don't, I, honestly, I don't know. Well, just to, just to explain, by the way, I, I don't know, uh, Steve, uh, I think it might be, I can't remember what Steve's surname is, but he's, he's saying, well, what, what do you mean get the fans back on track? Well, you know, we're talking we're talking to Cardiff City fans in this right now, Steve, uh, and uh, quite lo- loyal fans. Um, you know, I think it's fairly uh, obvious Cardiff City fan base is not not very happy. And for the reasons which have been outlay- outlined over the last five to ten minutes, there's a whole number of reasons for the fans not not to be happy. So what I'm what I'm su- suggesting is, is it time maybe for the football club to try to, as Peter said earlier, get the right people in place to actually uh, develop a strategy, and try and try and pull things back on track. You know, um, maybe it has to happen at a pretty kind of hierarchical level for that to happen. But I don't think the fans of Cardiff City are particularly happy, Steve, at the moment, as you can see from uh, recent attendances and all, everything which has been said online on air, TV, radio, and everywhere else. So, you know, we, we, what we're saying, in fact, Steve, is that this is a clubbing crisis and, uh, you know, something needs to be done. So I hope we're all on the same page with that. Um, Pete, fans I are, Steve, is that right? I only quickly, I was yeah. just going to say, McCart- we, we, we're all kind of fans. We, we, we stick through it no matter what. There is a lot that happens, and that is the way it is. But I think a main thing which Mick didn't help himself with, especially, is the way he sort of went about his way with the fans. And I'm not blaming, because not, a lot of managers aren't, that way inclined, but Warnock was so far that way inclined. And we even saw that on Saturday. He was Ethan Moore for us as fans in the last six months than McCarthy's done. I mean, just coming over to the fans and appreciating that even Swansea, we've gone down there in our numbers like we always do to get absolutely trounced. And doesn't he have a decency to come over and clap? He never did. 
And it's things like that which we're so used to that has got us so far off board. And that even alone could have helped him a little bit more than he did. But we were just so far, so far apart from what Warnock brought us back together to be that it was just he had to go. He had to. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know why. I don't feel, I don't feel like I've got to defend myself. I mean, I've been, I've been a City fan for um, fifty odd years, um, and you know, the Cardiff City fans are a thing of legend. You know, I mean, it must be uh, people you say amongst, you know, amongst the most um, loyal, vociferous fan base, um, probably at, at any football club, certainly outside the Premiership. You know, they're just an incredibly loyal fan base, but suit, uh, for very obvious reasons, you know, just absolutely had enough. Um, so in the, for the fans, I mean, the fans will support Cardiff City until 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 the, the you know the the, the the moon turns blue sort of thing. You know, we'll always we'll always be there, but it doesn't seem to be seen. Pete, can I say um, it hasn't been seen? Has it? Do you think very much as an asset? There's no. There doesn't seem to be much understanding of how just how just how uh, what high quality fan base Cardiff City have and how it's a real asset and how you know needs to be taken forward and uh, and kind of. Warmly embraced by the club, it just doesn't happen, does it? They've just you misstep after misstep after misstep when it comes to communication with the fans, and it's not just Mick not coming over and clapping the supporters or you know giving it the. I mean, a lot of fans like that. I'm not bothered by that sort of thing. I have to be honest. I think you know, give me a never bothered me with Dave Jones, and he was one of the he he was five years in, in, and he's one of the grumpiest people we've ever had, but. The put the point I the point for me is that worries me more is the boardroom's lack of announcing communicating with the fans getting on a bus before the derby and saying you'd like to sack the manager isn't impressing Cardiff City fans it just makes you look like an idiot as well right it makes them realise that you're not capable of doing the job that you've been employed to do having a fans meeting an hour before kickoff of it before the vital championship game and intimating that you're going to sack the manager um, regardless of the result allegedly apparently but the people who've written that account up are people I like and trust um you know people like Paul from the Moravian Yellow Army you know I really you know he he is someone I would I would vouch for, you know. So that's not professional either, and it doesn't make people think, oh well, they they're on board, they're on side, they want Mick on as well. It makes them think, well, why did you appoint him in the first place? Why, what are you, what what's going on at our football club? And they've never got it right, Steve. They've they just haven't, and it's been a problem for for a while. And I have to say. Uh, Mick McCarthy did achieve one thing, mind. He made people less apathetic about what was going on. Because I tell you, last week after the Swansea game, I wasn't really gutted or out by the fact we'd lost a local derby, so to speak, as I normally am. I was angry. I was angry it got to that stage. And that anger, I think I will I will never, ever, ever forget what that woman and, and Chew did this week in terms of allowing, allowing Mick to take those two games against Fulham and Middlesbrough, knowing that he was going to be standing there onto a loser where the fans were desperate to get up to, 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 for him to be gone. And giving the, the, the players the excuse they needed to put in an abject display like they did on Saturday. Fulham, fine. They, they had a go, they were lucky. Saturday was again unacceptable. 
in a in a in a another unacceptable display in a in a whole season of an acceptable display so far. And there's not enough being being said about these players. They get they've got Harris sacked, they've got Mick sacked. I, I think they had a large part in Warnock going as well, several of the same players. And I think the second that we can rip it, rip it, rip it up and start again okay. at the end of the season when several of them are out of contract, the yeah. better. But we need yeah. to be doing that in the championship, not in League One. So yeah. I think it's a real tough job. This is the toughest um, circumstances any kind of city manager is going to be coming into since yeah. probably the mid-90s. And that is not an exaggeration, I think. Yeah. So, so on that point, uh, Pete, I'm, I'll come to James on the same subject in, in a second. I know James is is, is on, on his way to becoming a sports journalist, so he might be able to help me here with, with some uh, with some data. But um, I think is it something like seven, eight, nine players, Pete, or something like that, are out of contract at the at the at the end at the end of the season. And the it was intimated, wasn't it, in what was what was said, you know, from the powers that be. The 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 impression you get from that is that pretty well. You know, they're they're all they're all gonna go. You know, again, it's unprofessional though, isn't it? Saying that, I mean, what are those players? The natural thing to do then, for those players, is to look for their next move. Yeah. Now, of course, there's an acceptance that's going to happen, but you can't tell me. Like, there's three of them I would like to keep. The rest of them could go, as far as I can see. And the three I think should stay: uh, Morrison, Pack, and Rawls. Right. And then and, and, and pack very loosely because he's the only one in the midfield who at least attempts to pass a football, right? The Rawls, I think, is you know, we've seen how important he is to the team when he's not when he's not been in it. And I think Morrison has done enough over the period of his career to warrant a new contract. All the rest can go, right? But to announce that in October, when you've got seven seven or eight months left in the season, when you're fighting relegation. And to sort of say that look, these aren't likely to stay and they're all likely to go, you know, and then you're saying to your new manager, you're not going to get any money in January either, and you're not getting any money in the summer either. You know, you, you, I don't think they understand the psychology of football. By saying these things, you are not doing the, you're not getting, being honest with fans mm-hmm. and being upfront. You are putting in jeopardy the future status of the football club. Because players read that and think, okay, I'll get my agent yeah. onto it. How, how did and, you? In- sorry, Pete. How did you? How did you interpret the comment which which I think I think Mehmet Dalman said about trying to bring in alternate revenues? Is that is that uh, is that you know? How do you interpret that? Is that is that a matter of um, you know maybe bringing some 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 new people into it to invest? Is it to do with uh, sh- shares or is it you know is it recapitalization? I don't know what that means really. Well, it could be you're only allowed to do one of two things as a, in the football fi- financial fair play, isn't it? Is one is a recapitalization, revalue the club, see if you can generate some revenue through that, and then you can you can maximize your assets in order to put some funding in place to get around financial fair play. Or the second is by getting an external investor to join the club. Yeah. And 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 you know, they're hamstrung by the fact that they that that, that we that we have a high wage bill. We've got players in their late twenties, early thirties on money that they really don't shouldn't don't, shouldn't be justified on really at, the, at that age in championship football, mm. a championship football club, and they've got financial fair play to, to financial fair play at a time where coronavirus has hit and attendances right across the championship, not just in Cardiff, have not have not got back to the level they were prior 
to the pandemic. Yeah. So it's a that's before you even talk of Vincent Tan's own personal business losses. So there, it's uh, you know, they there's I, I see what they're trying to do, mm. and the and I can I, I can see and I the statement did raise an eyebrow and thought well maybe there is a bit of hope because then it, I I don't want Vincent Tan to leave the club, Steve. I want Vincent Tan to employ the right people to run his football club for him. And mm-hmm. um, I, I haven't even got an issue with Dalman. He, he as a chairman, he's a very articulate guy. But it can't go on. And it's not. Ken, I'm not going to go with Ken personally, but he's not. The, he's not there every day. He's not a full-time chief executive. Mm-hmm. This is a business with a turn, massive turnover in terms of like if you just look at it as a business in Cardiff terms. It's an. It's an. It's got a big, fairly medium-sized to big business turnover. You'd think you'd have someone there every day running it, wouldn't you? And it's, it's just, I don't get the mentality of it. I genuinely yeah. don't. It's just the bonkers. Um, James, uh, just to, just to say, I mean, one, I, I, I'm, I'm, for, I'm for Peter as well, but for you, James, I don't know whether you've seen it. We talked earlier about uh, the uh, Morven Yellow Army, Cardiff City Morven Yellow Army. I mean, there's an extraordinary uh, kind of account there of, of a meeting uh, with 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 Member Dalman. Um, goes into a lot of detail. Uh, it's quite frightening, actually, really, uh, as I talk, you know, when you're talking about, you know, for me, talking about my, my club, you know, it's, it's, it's quite frightening. Um, and uh, there's some kind of kind of strange stuff being said. All credit there to Keith Morgan, by the way, the chair for, for, for that, putting that together. But um, so how do you feel, James, about, you know, I'll ask you, it's a big question. How do you feel about the future of Cardiff City Football Club? So yeah, that is a big question. I think going back to what I said before, it's so deep rooted that when we are doing poorly, it all seems to come in all together like it has now. And hearing what things that Diamond are saying, we I wouldn't say we turn a blind eye to the money side of things because we don't do that by any means. But it, when we're playing so bad, that's now come in. It's, we're thinking this is this is worrying. Yeah, this is this really is worrying. And we saw I saw in a comment in there it was realistically what managers can we attract for any money from like from the lower leagues league one and league two the fact that we're having to look at that in the first place is a is a sign which it could have to be we're struggling in money but the future is it's it's, just, it's worrying it really is worrying i mean we have had the last few seasons where we've gone on poor runs in the short term gone on poor runs don't get me wrong but this is another one again we have been saved past the seasons but like Pete said before do i back the board in making the right decision and getting us out of this I'm not entirely sure, based off everything that's happened in the last few weeks. Not just that alone, but again, like the thing with Chu coming on the bus, Dalman speaking to the fans. We want the fans want to be involved with the club, but is like Pete said, having a meeting an hour before what they know will be probably knew was McCarthy's last game right to do. Absolutely not. Saying yeah. some of the things he's telling us, should we know that? Probably not. There's things we need to know and things we don't need to know. So I mean, as Pete said, it's, I wouldn't say a surface as such, but the way it's being run at the moment is just. It's worrying, and if yeah. we're not careful and things don't go away in the coming weeks, then we could be in some proper trouble. So, so what, what I what I kind of wonder about is, like Peter alluded to it earlier, I suppose, if if they if if we've been told at the start of the season, look, you know, there's no money. Um, we've had the COVID crisis. Uh, we've had business business issues. Uh, the, the leisure industry and everything else. So obviously, you know, there's an impact on that. We got a couple of uh, potential payouts. As a result of ongoing kind of legal action, we're going to have to go with the kids. We're not we're not going to spend any money. You know, we just have to get behind what we got and um, you know and and rebuild. Firstly, uh, James, you know, would would that have been a message that maybe 
maybe because that's pretty well what's going on, isn't it? Would that a message that we maybe would have been more accepting of? And are they now by um, coming out with some some kind of odd, but fairly open comments? Do you think they're trying to kind of now come clean, but maybe it's just a bit clumsy and not done the right way. In fact, maybe making it even more messy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough because, I mean, you know, we've come off the back of the of the of the pandemic and we've all obviously been not able to go to the games. It wouldn't have been the nicest thing to wear coming back after a year and a half out. The club hasn't got any money. You've got to be ready for something this year because we, we haven't got the money to do so. But I mean, it probably would have been better for us to know that rather than where we are now. We're just outside the relegation zone. The last eight games, not just eight losses, it's the manner of the losses as well. Yeah. And, and as much as McCarthy has been probably a, well, I wouldn't say a pioneer of that, but he is the leader. The players have got to take some responsibility for what has happened. So that's where you've got to look at, again, where someone does come in after this. Does that necessarily mean this time where it has before? Does that mean it's going to solve itself? Potentially not. But, I mean, in terms of a message at the start of the season, they never would have done that. I don't think they would have wanted to do that. To sort of, you, they, I think they'd rather have had it come to this position. It's not a great position to be in, don't get me wrong, but they never would have come out and freely told us the club hasn't got money, I don't think. Mm. Um, I just had a comment from Stan Stanley Williams. Thanks, Stanley. Um, uh, ITV Wales Sport, Beth Fisher. Apparently, Cardiff have had over 50 applications. I don't know if one of them is from you, Pete, but um, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's encouraging. But um, the funny thing is, isn't it? Am I right in thinking this? You, you might know more than me in this. Uh, Neil Harris, I think, was still paying, paying off, I think, and now we're going to have to pay off Mick as well. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be fairly... Uh, cheap and cheerful, I suppose, isn't it? The option we take on, would you say, likely? I, 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 look, this is one area where I wouldn't mind them spending a bit of money if it means sacrificing some of the... If it means saying to someone, like, you, we're going to bring in a top quality manager who can work in the limited resources that we're talking about, that's fine. Don't give a, manage, a, a cheap manager no resources because it's only going to end up in one direction and that is relegation to League One. So, I mean, I, I personally have said before, I, I, I want someone who will challenge the board, who will go in there and say, actually, the way it's run off the field isn't good enough. I listened to Mark, I, I put Mark Hudson's name in there in January. I, I, the more I hear of him, the more, and the more others talk about him, the more I think he's, mm. he, he'd be perfect. I thought Eddie Newton was great the other week. On Absolutely, on both counts, yeah. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and I know the club. Um, I like I like the I, I, I like the talk of Wilder. I tell you, I don't want because I don't think he should be in charge of Wales. So I don't what if he I, if, I don't think he's doing a very I don't think he's doing a great job in the Welsh managers management role even in the interim. Um, but I, I don't think Robert Page should be anywhere near the conversation. I'm afraid because I feel I feel he tactically got found out in the Euros and was tactically found out by Estonia's manager in the home game. Here, so I don't, I, I, I don't want him either. I don't particularly want some of the literary of usual championship names you get in there. I wouldn't mind Nathan Jones, but he's in a job, so we'd have to pay compensation. So that's thing. But I'll tell you, it doesn't. The the club will have. It doesn't surprise me. The club have had fifty applications. Let me tell. Uh, let me say this. But our football club. This is a great football club. It is well respected in terms of circles outside football in circles inside the championship. People know if you get it right with card, if you'll be loved. It's a great job, and I just wish our owner, uh, our chairman, would mm. stop saying things like, um, "Oh, like um, 
we're gonna have limited resources you're not gonna have any money to spend in january or 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 the summer you're not gonna be you're not gonna be able to uh we're, we're under siege all that talk get somebody's got to come in positive and with a positive frame of mind to say right i can change this i can affect it let me tell you about these kids they're the most positive thing at the club at the moment yeah oh well yeah. bowen sat all of those players that i actually think they've been hindered by nick by playing this nonsense style of long ball football if we get a manager who can actually play a bit of football i think yeah. we'll get results with these kids yeah you know because they think they're good enough i've got colwell again second half against middlesbrough really mm. really liven things up and um and I, I think we should be building the team around him with so, a few experienced heads around him so just to throw this one out there i've probably got them pretty badly but you know do, do we do we um i'll ask you james do we give mick mccarthy any credit for bringing so many youngsters through like you know even players like king and whatever get you know he's blooded yeah. them you know is that is that if he has any legacy would that be it that's the first that's the only thing i thought when pete said then the youngsters that's the only thing i would that's probably the only thing you can give him credit to really is that i mean we've said for years we wanted that that Cardiff boy, the card, the young, the, the locals, the academy, the academy players. We love that. I know Peter remember you before speaking last year. We talked about uh, obviously your local, local with Kyra, aren't you? And you were saying the Kyra, the, the kids that they love it, don't they? they? Love that they've all went kind of city tops now. We want that. We want. But James, that. do you know which football club is in Kyra? Do you know which football club is in my world in the middle of Cardiff? Which football club is running development sessions? It's not Cardiff City. Do you mm. know who it is? It's Swansea. 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 Yeah, it's a exactly. disgrace. And and the club were offered that, and those boys, the, the amount of boys I see from my world who are Cardiff City fans, brought up Cardiff City fans, but have been given opportunities at Swansea City that what, their local club won't even look at them, is another issue that needs to be fixed off the field. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, that's all right. It's obviously I was just relating to that. I was relating that's to that. That, that's what we want, isn't it? We we uh, we we connect the best. As much as we love the players who come in, we connect the best with the players who. I've come through our own ranks. And that's one thing that Mick did do, which other managers haven't done for ages. I think last year, well, it might have been toward the start of Mick's rent, it was the first time we'd had two Wales players in a Welsh players in a squad for like 10 years. And that was ridiculous in itself. And that's changed massively since in the last couple of months because we've had the likes of Bowen, who's been who I think has been very good. Colwell again, who again, he's the one I think he's the one in a side where we which we haven't for years, playing a better brand of football will only flourish. He is one of those for definite. And there's a few of them like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Pete said, I think the main thing is if we are going to struggle with money, then these boys are could well, they need to be our future. And if we get it right yeah. and we keep, like Pete said, the likes of your Morrisons, your Rals and your Packs, the, the, a few experienced heads in there and mm -hmm. bring these younger players in as well in the right way, because it's got to be done the right way. Because one player you look at this year, which I, who I do feel sorry for is Bagan. Because he is 19 years old, he's been thrown yeah, in. He's yeah. the only left back in the number three shirt on the yeah. back of a couple, not enough games really, and that's why I feel sorry for him because and that shouldn't happen. And it's players you need, they need to be brought in in the right way, blooded in, put in with some older heads, and there is a potential there for it to go completely back in the right direction. It's just got to be done rightly, and that's why the next appointment is so important. Yeah, well, it's just a couple of things to say on that. Sorry, Pete. Firstly, uh, Moswin Morris. Uh, makes a makes a really good point. I'll go to you, Pete, with this actually. Moswin Morris makes a really good point. What a, what a good call this is, you know. Wouldn't this be nice? Steve McPhail, director of football, and Steve Morrison as as a, as a manager. I I would be, I would appoint Steve McPhail tomorrow. I and tell him to get the manager. <laughs> I I why you said Shelbourne has been unreal. 
yeah. as director of football in terms of the recruitment and the money that they've made in terms of set game, letting players go. They've they've been knocking on the door of the of, of group stages in Europe. He's a director of football. He understands the club. He knows what his role is. He's not the manager. And I, I would I would I would take I would love to have Stephen McPhail here and, and give his first job to headhunt the manager. And that's what he should do. That's what any like have a look at Norwich. They're gonna they're probably gonna go down again. But the main person isn't Daniel Farker, it's it's Steve Wigley, who's a who's a, who's a director of football. It's uh, it's the same with it's the same with Brentford. They've got a continuity there. Yeah. So that when Dean Smith left, left Brentford. They're the director of football sporting director who knew what the club's um, recruitment strategy was and the data-led approach that they take, and do and and then went out and got Thomas Frank to to fit into their model. What we're going to do here again is get they're going to with a whole, whole load of interviews. We're going to hire a manager and say right, put in place a vision for the football club, and look that worked in the seventies and eighties. In the, and the 90s, we're now in the 21st century. Football clubs can't afford to do that anymore because you get lumbered with another manager's players on big contracts, um, and and uh, who who are all up at the same time. All how would we in a position where every key player that we've got who are experienced contract is up at the end of the season? I know, every yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it, like it's just complete mismanagement. And I. Don't get it from Tan. You would, Vincent Tan would not get, right? Would not allow, Would not get somebody who didn't know the leisure industry to run his leisure business, would he? So why not get a footballing person to help run your football club? You'd be, and I get he, he had it. Ian Moody, whatever you say about Malky, he, he may not have liked the individuals in charge, right? But the pe- but the actual model was the right one. Get head of recruitment, a sort of. Director of football, a sort of sporting director, hmm. interested in budget. I just don't get the transfer. Who here on this panel believes a transfer committee has been anything other than an unmitigated disaster? You know, we're trying to tell ourselves, don't we? Every every now and then, I think it was either well, either last season or even this summer. You try and tell yourself, you try and kid yourself, and saying that this has been a successful summer. But how many times, year on year on year, have we signed some absolute dross and that have just not been useful to us at all? Like millions of pounds wasted on yeah, it. No, right? Even this year, this year, a prime example is uh, Ryan Winslow. We've seen him win the their run since he's become a star, yeah. unbelievable. They're joint fifth in the league. Yeah. Just come up. And we're yeah. and he's one of the few that I was actually quite like when looking back to the summer, one of the ones that came and I thought, you know, crew have had a very good academy coming through in the last few years. Obviously, in G's with us, uh, Charlie Kirk, another one, I think he's at Charlton now. There's a few like that who they, they've obviously produced some good players and he looked good for a League One side. And they're the players you go for. And we got Mendes Lang, who's a good League One player at Rochdale. That is players like that that are the ones that we need to get. We brought him in, he's on to Blackpool, a team in our league who's doing far better than us. And people, I see people on Twitter saying, oh, you know, bring him back in January. Well, why is he, if, if Blackpool want to pay for him, why would we now yeah. want, do you know what I mean? I, it's things like that that prove, that highlight it, really, doesn't it? It's yeah, just... I, actually, I don't know what the rules are there. If either of you know, I don't know what, but I'm not sure, quite sure what the rules are, whether you can just literally say, you know, we'll have our loan players back. Probably I'm the contract-based. Sure. I saw something in January, so I assume yeah. it must have been until January at least, and then it yeah. goes from there. I assume it has to be. Yeah, but I mean, because <laughs> no. we options in midfield Peter, isn't it yeah I, that's, that's 
signing was ridiculous, though, in terms of um, what they did there. Because Mick McCarthy claims he signed him for next season. Well, no, there was no way Mick McCarthy was ever going to be manager of Cardiff City next season. No one, even with his two-year contract, unless he went out and won the league, he was never going to be the manager of Cardiff City next season. If he finished mid-table, we people would still have wanted him out. Like, make no mistake, City fans were, didn't want Mick McCarthy from a roundabout way in advance of the losing run because of the issues we've talked about. He didn't go clap the fans. He didn't do the Ayatollah. He, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't do any of the stuff that people like and value. Right? So he was always going to be under pressure anyway. Uh, like the, the winter was so, it was weird because I went to that Brighton game in the Carabao Cup. He, he had, he had a poor game by winter and they bombed him out the next day. So it's I, I just think they made a lapse judgment on him. Hmm. He's gone, started playing football in the side that appreciates him, and and he's playing well. I again though, it's one admission. Waters went bombed out after the after one game. We you know, Wintel bombed out after one game. How is that showing that you, this is a successful formula? This transfer committee. How is it? You know, it's just a complete. Complete and utter. They've got to get rid of it. They really do, and, they, and I, 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 because it gets us in this space all the time. Yeah. And, and it, apparently, it's not being worth. It's not worthwhile anyway, because Dalman went out publicly and said, if a manager goes over their heads and goes to Vincent Tan, they can get the player they want anyway, because that's what apparently Warnock did mm. with Salah. So it's a complete waste of time anyway, because managers can just win the owner. Out. So the whole thing i i just it's amateur steve honestly i'm on a committee of a welsh league football club that is run better than the Cardiff city are from what i'm seeing on the outside looking in there was a comment i think i think sorry i've got the name wrong rob lay and uh he, he said um maybe james you can respond to this when he said about if city went into league one that wouldn't that wouldn't uh vincent tam would probably he, you know, doesn't suit his profile. Why, why would he be interested? Maybe then, he, then, then he'd be off. You know. Yeah, I mean, Darwin has said this, hasn't he? Darwin said, you know, his hands. Well, he he wants to keep putting money into the football, but surely he, I know they're not. He, well, especially Tan's not particularly looking at the football too much, but surely he must know this is that, that is a genuine possibility. If Darwin's going out saying ridiculous things like we are under siege and we're just above the relegation, then surely he must know that that is a genuine possibility. And I highly doubt that he can. And this is the thing: if we're in the championship and he wants to sell, even then it might be a struggle to get rid of us. But especially if we go down again, then that is a a proper problem. And it goes there's so much wrong at the moment in terms of well, it's just, just I don't even know. It's it is worrying. Pete's out, Pete's out a few rants, and rightly so. It is just worrying. They don't they don't think relegations are complete. Uh, I do believe him when he says that that this squad is too good to get relegated. But then I can imagine. Um, Sunderland's chief executive saying that a couple of years ago. In fact, they did say that because I watched Sunderland until I die, and he was constantly saying it. The point, the point is here. Um, at the end is that you, in order, we'll get a, we could get a manager in who could win the next thirty games, and it still won't be right because actually, you just it's a messiah complex we've got at this football club. Bring in the one person, the one person who can change it all around. And put it all in their hands. Whereas what I'm talking about is good old-fashioned collectiv collectivism, Steve. Get a couple of people in who and a vision in place, 
sort out the things off the pitch, sort the academy out. I tell you, we may be getting these kids through, but that bullying scandal hasn't gone away anywhere. They're still no. that's still bubbling no. under the surface. Sort out the um the training ground and the long term future of the training ground, and sort and actually get yourself a vision as to how you want to play. And I tell you. If if Vincentan thinks that Car City fans want to see direct football, then he's wrong. Nothing winds me up more than when Sky commentators or any other commentator says, this is the way Cardiff play. It's the way they go about things as if it's our identity. It is not the way Cardiff City fans want to see their team play. I was brought up even when we were in League Two on, on teams that tried, yes, they had a go and they had Blood and Fender, but actually the teams I I admired were the 93 team that actually played great football. Well, you mentioned, you, know? you, you mentioned, you know, Dave Jones earlier, we played lovely football, you know, he, he never had yeah. a smile, he never had a smile on his face ever in his life, you know, we still play great football. <laughs> and listen to what Blakey's saying, right? The way they treat Nathan, Nathan Blake says they don't listen to him, like they don't, they don't want to listen to what he has to say on that Eddie Newton podcast. You listen to Danny Gabadon, listen to Jason Perry, listen, yeah. listen, listen to Michael Chopper. These are legends of this football club, right? Who are all saying Cardiff lack a clear identity, who are playing they're playing backwards football and they're deserving everything that we get. And I'll tell you that Swansea fans have even given me an easy time this week because they feel sorry for us. That's how bad it is. And I and I it's it's just I they're they have got less money than us, less resources than us, but off the field, they've got it spot on. Well, how many years, how many years that happened now? Look at ten, yeah. The last 10 years, that's happened time after time after time have they signed better players than us for less money than much better than us. And that's the way it is. And at the moment, it's looking like it's the way it's going to stay. And it always happens. And it's just the way they run. And you, make, you mentioned Steve Neil Critchley there, James, right? This is what makes me laugh. You see, well, who would want to take the job? Neil Critchley went to Blackpool. And they they got no money. They they got they've only just been taken over. They're not like massive spenders. But he wanted an opportunity. He had good links with Liverpool, and he's in that, he's put a playing style in place and sorted that club up from top to bottom, and has put them into a position where I think they could be outsiders to make the top to the top six the way they're playing. Them Mental, which is you, look, you look at Brent. Are Brentford a bigger club than Cardiff? Not well, Norwich, you know, mm. they, they, these are clubs that have all got their infrastructure right off the field. And I just genuinely, Steve, I am really, really worried that they're taking mm. the wrong message from the you know, that, oh, Mick didn't do it, it didn't work out with Mick. We'll bring the next um championship well, um journeyman off the off yeah. the conveyor well, belt. I think, I think we, you know, with the, with the word journeyman there, I think, I think probably retrospectively, I don't know, I think maybe what the club tried to do, they tried to get another Warnock, you know. They tried to they tried to get another kind of old stager in place. You know, someone's been around the block, and you know, work with Neil Warnock to maybe work with Mick McCarthy, and then of course the Oligan and Solskjaer thing was was the Man United connection. But it just strikes me as um, I'll put it to you, James. I don't know. Does the club we probably know the answer? Could I'd put it a different way? How can the club build a better connection with with with, with the fan base? Isn't it time maybe? For you know, fans representatives to to have uh, more more um, regular uh, input with with the club. And for example, something like you know Steve Morrison. If you see the kind of football he's playing, he's already he's already on the books. You know Tom Ramasets with him. He's he's already on the books. And if you if you compare the under twenty threes and the way they play football, I said it on the last show, they play 
beautiful football. It's played out from the back. It's rolled along the floor. They pass it about. The first thing we did in the match, guess what the first thing, well, you, you saw it. The first thing we did in the entire match was boot the ball backwards to our keeper to boot it aimlessly down the pitch and give possession away. And the other 23s play lovely football. They're doing very well this year as well. I think six six wins, isn't it? Six wins out of six so far, the yeah. top of the league. And, it's, and it didn't happen just after the kickoff. We conceded both goals, and it happened exactly the same. Even when we gone two 0 down, the same thing happened again. And it, that's just down to the start. That, that, I think that is one thing that is down to that is down to McCarthy and his that is his style of play. That's why that's got to change. I think now, I'd like to think that we've gone through enough managers who have played well in the last couple of years have tried that have played this way of football. Get to the point where we think this needs to sort of stop. It has to because it's not. I remember saying that the last year it was like a or manager bingo of all the players around England, the same names keep popping up. We cannot take now the likes of a Chris Hewitt or something like that. We I don't we we can't do that. We we need to move on. We need to get to a point where we can take someone completely different off the tr- not off the track, but just someone who's going to offer us something different and change it. And that's that's one way to start us getting getting us fans on board with the club. It's just getting us in a getting us away from this idea that we're stuck in this this loop of playing this unbranded football we don't like to watch. That's one way of starting it off. And then you mentioned about obviously getting some more fans represented in the club. That's another one again. But getting them in in the right way, not like oh yeah, we'll give you a meeting every now and then yeah. and t- telling things he's saying. There's, there's there's a right way to go about it, hmm. which again probably the likes of a director of football would be able to sort, which they're unwilling to bring in. And that's yeah. that is Pete obviously has said. I know he said it today, and he said I remember mentioning it many times before. Peter's fond of a, the director of football, and I'm as well because it helps director of football helps the club run more like a football club away from these owners who don't particularly always know loads about football, but they are unwilling to do it. And that's the problem. It would help so much. It would benefit well, everyone. But the, you won't do it. The, impre- the impression that I, I had, I maybe, maybe it's wrong with me, you, you don't know what you, what you read in the press and what are the comments you hear, but the impression I had, James, was that um, it seemed to be, I, I thought maybe Pete will know this, um, it seemed like Mehmet Dalman was suggesting a, a director of football and, and what's being portrayed is that, Vincent Tan said no, it wasn't for him. Is that is that is that the way you read it too? Yeah, that's what I read it as. But again, why are you giving that information out? Yeah, you know, it's a conversation. Flimsy, you know, isn't it? it? It's just because but, you know, Vincent. If I'm young at a football club and I've made that decision, I'd be furious if my chairman then goes, "Oh yeah, I agree with you lot," but but you know, Vincent, he doesn't <laughs> want to do it. You know, but there he goes again. You know, but it's like ridiculous. It's unprofessional, and it's. I am in favour of communicating with the fans. Have regular monthly meetings with the trust and the supporters club. Then I don't. I don't believe they have been having those meetings. It's part of the problem when you turn up on a coach and announce you're going to that you want a new manager, or then you would organise a last minute meeting because the injury gets in. You're not going to best in all the best will in the world going to keep that information secret or confidential. In fact, it was out in an email by the by the, um to the supporters trust members within an hour. Because they weren't told to keep it secret, so you know what I mean. It's 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 ridiculous. You know, honestly, if, communicate with the fans, but communicate with the fans on carefully. You know, rather than say, okay, we'll take that. Why not say, rather than say, Vincent doesn't want one. Why not say, well, we'll put that to the owner and see what he says. Yeah. Or you know, you don't have to go out and then no. turn around and say, it's just clumsy communication and it's bad wow. and um, mm. and it's. And it's confu- and I think it's caused them more problems. The two times he's spoken to fans, one with Chew on the bus and one with 
meme on, in in meeting he had afterwards have caused them all sorts of grief. They got hammered, rightly so, by Simon Jordan today, by um, about the, the unprofessional nature of what was going on, mm. and it is unprofessional to say that you're going to sack the manager. Um, at the end of the game, no matter what the result is, yeah. nod and a wink. He didn't actually say it. There was a nod and a wink. You know, is 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 not a way to run a football club. Yeah. Even though he, I agree, he should have. A, he should. They should have got him. What's that, James? Sorry, so my uh, laptop froze. Sorry, friend. I didn't no, see. Come uh, on, Peter. He should have gone on. In my opinion, he should have gone on sat on Sunday after the Swansea game, and that would have been the right way to. And 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 he should have done it professionally, but. They allowed him two more matches, and and then we um, we got beaten in both. And on Steve Morrison, I'm open-minded because the football he has played is has been good. Um, but I'm really well, impressed I, I with like Tom Ramasert. Yeah. Have you met? Have you spoken to Tom Ramasert? Really, really interesting guy, Tom. He's involved in the music scene as well, Steve, which I know oh, you're interested yeah, in. Yeah. Was a was a part investor in Goody Hugh. I met him on that with capacity. All right, no, I don't know much about his background actually. No, how he talked football a bit, and he's I actually, you know, I think he seems to be a, he's a very young progressive coach. So I, I, you know, but they 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 put him in interim charge. They've had fifty, they've had fifty applications, and they've again boxed themselves in a the corner, haven't they? Saying they're going to take their time and appoint in a new manager manager and um but it won't be Steve Morrison no matter what is what they've sort of intimated. Yeah. Honestly. If he wins three games and we score twelve yeah. goals. Well, <laughs> it's like, I think it's what are you gonna do? I think it's sorry I think it's Stanley Williams. I think I, I, sorry Stanley I was I was your right surname. Really good comment. And he just said about you know Steve Morrison um can't wait to see see what team he picks you know for the for the next match and uh you know I, I suppose we're all I, I'm certainly seeing it James as a a breath of fresh air, actually. Yeah, pick what five nice. central halves now. He'll pick five central halves. He'll... <laughs> <laughs> I know, he won't do that. That's one thing he won't do. No, but it's nice to have, which you don't usually have, a three-game little period, a little transition period towards that international break. We don't, don't really see that very often. So it will be nice to see what he can do. Like we said, he's been playing brilliant football in the 23s, and whether that translates, we don't know. But it will be nice to see if, if he can do something. And like he said, if he does score 12 goals, and again, a comment from Dan shot himself in the foot where he said, even him saying that he wouldn't have him in charge at all, he then comes in. Oh. Yeah, Steve, he said... As, as, the, I, as like a deputy is mad enough. But, um, you know. Steve, I couldn't believe it when he said, like, I've spent my whole career trying to avoid risk. And I thought to my... So therefore, appointing an under-23 manager on a long-term basis is too risky a decision. And I thought to myself, this is, we, we got, Mehmet, you're chairman of a club with no full-time chief executive, no director of football, and, and, and we're at the whim of, a, of, a, of the owner who lives in, who, who's running the show from hundreds of thousands of miles away. So, I mean, I mean how much risky, how much riskier do you think it's getting? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's like, we are running the club, we're running the club like it's a, like, by we, season to season, hoping to see a messiah. That's how it's being run at the moment. Taking the non-risky option is to put yeah. Stephen McPhail in to make the appointment. But they won't do that, Steve, because it's too much like common sense mm. and too many people are calling for it. It seems, it seems to me like they, they, kind of, they kind of stumble from one faux pas to the next, really. They, you know, um, and they, they, they can't quite read, you know. And I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. They don't seem to quite understand what they've got, you know. 
they've got a solid gold, a solid piece of gold in their in their back pocket, and it's called Cardiff City's football fan base. You know, um, it's a solid gold uh, asset, um, and it it seems to be you know now is the time to to you know try and you know like the names we mentioned earlier. You know, pe- people that we mentioned uh, earlier who have a connection. Mark Hudson, we talked about, and um, we talked of course about Eddie Eddie Newton, these kind of people. Stephen McPhail. Uh, people who have had a connection to 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 the fans, you know, what what Steve, Steve Morrison is already at the club, you know, like say Tom Bramis has got something about him, you know, it, it just didn't seem. I suppose I don't think I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's consciously um, kind of um, done. I think it's just they're just clumsy and they just don't know enough about football. They don't really they still don't, James, even after these years understand enough about what the what what the ethos and the philosophy of Cardiff City Football Club and its fans is. No, and that's ridiculous in itself because they own the club, they've been there for that long, they should know. But again, that goes back to the old director of football, director of football sort of looking at the point and looking at it. If someone was to come in, they'd say, look what you've got here. You've got this fan base, you've got this club. If you're not careful, like we are now, we're going down the wrong path. There is an absolute, like you say, an absolute gold mine here to be used. And if they don't use it right, like they're not in the moment, then we're going down a, a wrong path. And this is why they probably don't want to bring in the director of football. Like he said, risk. It's not a massive risk, but they, they're not they, they're abject to change to a point in the last couple of years. Do they? Is that a potential reason why they don't want to bring in a director of football? I don't know, but it's something like that. It's, it's comments like what you said on the bus, what Dalman's told, uh, what Dalman said in the meeting. And I think it was uh, Dibs, Wayne Dibs Anderson said in there, um, they were told to spread the word from the meeting, things like that. Yeah. Do things like that from Dalman and Chu, get told to everyone, if there's a director of football who can say, do not say these things, they will, they he, they would know that we don't want to hear these things. We don't want to know, we don't want Chu coming on the bus telling us he wants the new manager. We don't want to know that, like Pete said earlier. Whether he thinks he'll be get, they'll get liked by Cardiff saying that, not going to happen. It's not the case. So, I don't know, it's just... <laughs> Director football would be a nice thing to have in, but to just sort of steady the ship and put it on a football course. But it's just not going to happen. It isn't. Um, Wayne Matthews has just come in with a good one, Pete. I don't know if you've seen that. He says, uh, why don't uh, yeah, you give, a... give Isaac Vassell the job? Give him something to do. Isn't yeah. He's, uh, Isaac. yeah. I know, that's good. Uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne, a good climber boy, though, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to say, by the way, and I, I, I will say, the, the, you know, the Carter City phone-in has been going for 20 years. Right, so we've been around a long time. Pete was a student once upon a time up at the Forest, so we go, we go back quite quite a long way. And um, the comments coming in tonight from the fans uh, of Carter City are just some fantastic comments. So you know, take the chance to to read through them uh, later on if you do, because there's, there's some brilliant comments coming in. So many that it's difficult difficult to get through them. Um, but thank you, and they're, they're great comments. And you know, uh, again, another is testimony to the fan base the Cardiff City Football Club have. Uh, Pete, a question for you, which um, I don't know whether you can, whether you'd like to or want to try this one. Who would you like, and who do you think we're likely to get? Oh, I, I'd love to get even. I'd like to get Mark Hudson in, um, and I, I think, I, I, I think you're ex-captain of the club. He's seen how it can work with the right model at Huddersfield on limited resources, and I think he would he would get it straight away. He would get the job. He would he would get what the job entails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. of the the relationship you have to build with the fans, and also the 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 the, the, the working with younger players, which he's had to do in other jobs. Who I think will get. I I I genuinely. I genuinely believe it. it wouldn't surprise me if we saw a, a, um, 
a Steve Bruce walking or a um, or or Chris Hutton or a um, or, uh, yeah a Pardew you know that, that you know Peerless. I I just think I, yeah although he did say Vincent Tan did say didn't he um, he wanted someone younger which does make me won't worry about the Rob Page link. Because I just do not want Robert Page to be manager of Wales, let alone Cardiff City. Just to say with Rob, Rob Page, Pete, just to ask you uh, this, uh, just as an observation, do you, could that be again uh, a, a, a misinterpretation of, you know, an association for the fans? You know, this guy manages Wales, but now he manages Cardiff City. That'll get all the fans behind it. You know, I think they. I think you're probably right. Um, I think it's also if it was him, it would be mainly there would be people pushing him, and you know, it, it, people people who like him in the FAW would be pushing him, you know, saying he's a good, you know, he's a good guy, and he's a great guy. He's a lovely guy, Robert Page, and I really like him. But um, I think he's an assistant manager. I genuinely, I, I think too often with Wales, even though he's had his record isn't bad when you look at it on paper in big games. I think he's where we've needed points. I think he's made bad calls, and I don't. I, I'm not a particular fan of his in terms of how he's managed the Wales. I don't. I don't like a Wales setup. Often, mm. I think we're very, you know, I, I think we're very negative, and we at times. Um, and I certainly wouldn't want. Don't think Cardiff City need any more negative. I'd like. I'd like to say I would just love to see. So I loved Eddie Newton's interview the other day. I wouldn't moan about Eddie Newton. Um, I'd, I'd like Eddie Newton. But, what, yeah. but as I say, yeah, it's all academic though, in, in terms yeah, of like of getting the off the field problem sorted. Yeah. And um, um, not not to embarrass you, Pete, but um, uh, Stanley Williams just said how much he agrees with pretty well everything you said tonight, and also how Mark Hudson would be such a great call. And I know Al, you know, Al's a massive fan of the idea of Mark Hudson. Um, you know, it, it, what do you reckon, James? Do you think there's any any possibility of something like that happening? I'd, lo I'd love it I think to might. happen. Whether it would is another thing. Why frozen yeah. there? Yeah, okay, sorry, but, um, yeah, 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 back in. Yeah, Hudson for me. Whether it does happen is another thing because he has been out of a job. I think since uh, he let him, uh, Wagner left uh, Huddersfield. I think a couple of years ago. Well, if it were to happen, it would be brilliant because. It would be a bit of a risk in terms of the football side of things, but we would love to have someone who knows the club, who knows the club for what it is. And if the playing side of things comes with that as well, then you can't, we can't complain. It would be a risk, but it is one for me that I definitely look into. Wilder, potentially another one I'd definitely look into in terms of being a Sheffield United fan yeah, and being I'm... at that club, knowing, oh, I keep freezing there again, just someone who knows a football club. He knew Sheffield United because he was a fan of that club and he followed them as a fan in a sense. So he knows how fans react to a, to a manager or to a football club, if that makes sense. That's another one to sort of look at. But whether that happens, yeah. I don't know. I, to, I wouldn't complain about Wilder. I, I wouldn't complain about Wilder either, Steve, to be honest. No. But um, I I, 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 apparently, Adam Brownie's commented here, Adam Brown. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, he said, Cavs applied. <laughs> do you think every Cal you know as Jason Perry put his application in as well as you know oh, I think Cavers manager and Steve McPhail upstairs oh yeah the well, the midfield they would they would have been together what a pair of players football. they were eh? yeah yeah I just think I I just you just 
I'm just hopeful that they that they try they don't go down. In a way, I am hopeful. I the one thing I do hope is that they don't go down the tried and trusted championship manager route, and that they they do give someone even if it's Steve Morrison to the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Why not? They give someone an opportunity to build something because mm. um, yeah, there are there was a sense from from both. Um, from Mick McCarthy, that he was battle weary championship, you know. Well, this is what we got to do. To I, the the game's moved on. It's a horrible thing to say. It sounds really bad, to, but it has. And that's the thing I thought about Warnock. To be fair to Warnock, he's adapted with the game. His Middlesbrough side played some lovely football on. Didn't Saturday. they? Didn't they? And you're like, you're like, it's like it's, it was like um, it's it's like bullseye. Let's have a look what you could have won. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and just we should mention as well because we're getting towards the end of the show. Um, James, uh, actually made me feel quite emotional actually at the end. Uh, Sol Bamba with a blue shirt on, you know, and you know, and and he's never gonna have a send off he, he would have deserved, but wasn't, wasn't that quite n- nice to see? Yeah, it was brilliant, brilliant because I think we were all. Obviously, we were always going to be all with him for what happened because it was a horrible, horrible situation. But then the way the club sort of handled the situation, we all knew was just not, not right. It was not handled in the right way at all, and it was, it was horrible. So it was so nice to be able to give him that, you know, give him that. We we showed him a lot of love that game throughout from, from minute one through to the end and after. We showed him what what he deserved really because he was a brilliant player for us for the years he was here a brilliant guy all round and he is a brilliant guy all round it was, it, all of football was behind him for what with what happened to him and rightly so mm. and it was just nice to be able to sort of you know give him that give him that a praise give him that praise and give him that love that he deserves for being such a brilliant well you could have called him a, I suppose a legend of the club for what he did at the time and how brilliant a player he was yeah uh, and future, future manager Pete yeah yeah, yeah, I think so. And fans stayed behind, even as they were, even after they were slagging off um, McCarthy. I'd say seventy percent of the crowd stayed behind for when Sol's interview was ending, so that they could applaud him off because he'd been yeah. interviewed. I was one of them. I was one got, of them. I, I, I stayed behind as well, and he had a tremendous reception. Yeah. And again, it goes to show communication in the club. You, they claim they they told that Sol well in advance they weren't renewing his contract. Sol says differently. And sadly, I, I believe so, to be honest, because I, I, I remember how other players have been treated in the past. You know, when you've got the opposition manager and the opposition centre-half more, more popular than anybody in the, in a blue shirt, it's really, really yeah. worrying. Well, he, he possibly was the most popular person in a blue shirt, actually, wasn't he? Yeah. But uh, listen, we're, we're, we're at the end. Great show. Fantastic comments. Thanks again, everyone, for the brilliant comments. If you get a chance to read them through, there's some amazing comments in there. And uh, let's hope that we do have some good news uh, soon moving forward. And let's hope, you know, let's wish Steve Morrison uh, all, all, the, all the luck in the world as well. Hope he, hope he does a great job. Uh, Pete and James, thanks very much. No problem, Steve. Cheers, guys. Thank when, you. Day you'll, when day you'll bring me on, yeah, Steve, and we're winning. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Look we'll forward to that day. We'll be back. Cheers, guys. Cheers, both. All the best. Thank you.